Well, you may have noticed in the program it says, uh, and I think it was intentional, short talk by James Rouse. I think they're um, making sure, so I'm going to do my best to be as quick as possible this morning because I think you know, what we've seen this morning has already explained to us the reason why we're here. Where's Christmas? That's the sort of the, the um, theme for our services uh, today. Uh, and um, we've been handing out uh, around the local area this fantastic picture. Where's Christmas? The word where. The word where implies something. It implies that something is lost and that someone is looking. The word where implies that something is lost and someone is looking. So the question is, of course, what exactly is lost? What exactly needs finding? On one level, the question, where's Christmas, seems a bit odd. I mean, if you've been watching any television, if you've visited any shops, particularly garden centres, I find, from about September onwards, if you've been online, then the question, where's Christmas, seems on one level to be slightly odd. It seems to have been around since the middle of October. Everyone... Is talking about it. Everyone is thinking about it. People are getting stressed about it. Um, and the invitations to uh, Portsford Church's services this Christmas had this fantastic picture on, which uh, we'll put back up on the screen for you. And I hope you had a chance to have a good look through and see if you could find all of the various different elements of the picture. That sneaky fifth sheep, which has become almost uh, infamous... Um, over the last week or so. But I mean, I don't know how long it took for the person to draw that. Who is it that drew that? Is it Joe? That must have taken hours upon hours of work. Absolutely fantastic. And obviously, it's based on those Where's Wally type books. Have you ever seen those books? They are amazing. And they are busy pictures. They're fun-filled. Loads of activities going on. Um, But the subject of the picture is lost. In the Where's Wally books, that's intentional. That's the fun. You're trying to find Wally. But just like our Christmases, it's easy for the activities and all the fun-filled things that are going on and the busyness to mean that we lose the subject of the picture of Christmas. These are all good things in themselves. We're spending time with loved ones. They're singing songs. We're giving gifts. Um, These things are all in themselves good things, but we lose the subject of the picture of Christmas. I ask myself, and I ask us this question, how often is that the case for us at Christmas? The subject of the picture, the subject of the story of Christmas, Jesus, how often is he mentioned in our Christmas preparations and at Christmas? Where is he in your Christmas picture? Now, that picture that was drawn obviously took quite a while and was drawn a number of months before um, December, so we were ready for it to be handed out and so on. For the actual Christmas story itself, when does that start to be drawn? Well, one of the four contemporary and complementary accounts of Jesus is in a book called Mark, written by a chap called Mark, and he wanted to put down an account of the life of Jesus. And he starts in that book by quoting Isaiah. Now, Isaiah, if you don't know, was a man who lived many hundreds of years before the events of the first Christmas. 
And he, in essence, lays out the outline for this story of Christmas well before. These are the words in Isaiah chapter 9. Listen to these words. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. Now, these words are often quoted around Christmas time because of that particular phrase that fits so nicely, doesn't it? For us, a child is born, to us, a son is given. And so for often, I think it's taken as read that these were written after the account of the first Christmas, but they're not. They're an amazing prophecy, hundreds of years before the first Christmas. So what does this tell us about where Christmas is? Well, interestingly, this means that actually nothing is hidden. It's very, very clear. God has not hidden away this story. He was telling us about it hundreds of years before it happened. So what is lost? Who is searching? What or who needs to be found? The reality is, unlike the words Wally books, it's not Jesus that's lost and needs us to find him. It's the other way around. We're lost. He's searching for us. To use the earlier analogy, we're Wally, not Jesus. Right at the start of the story of Genesis, there is an amazing account of God walking in the garden in intimate relationship with Adam and Eve. And then Adam and Eve decide they know best. They don't need God. They're going to go their own way. And because of that, that relationship between them and God is broken. So a little bit later on in the same account, When God comes back to walk in the garden with them, they hide. And God says these words. He calls out in the garden. He says, where are you? He's looking for them. God calls us at Christmas. He says, where are you? Where am I? He's looking for us. In the words of the great hymn, I once was lost... But now I'm found. It was blind, but now I see. The truth of the matter is that God has made his rescue plans for us very clear. They kicked into gear with the birth we celebrate every Christmas. This rescue plan only starts this way. It culminates with the cross, where this baby becomes our saviour. I think the problem is that sometimes we hear this story so often that we become a little bit immune to it. And it's great for the young people again to make it fresh for us today. Sometimes it's distance in time and geography can lessen its impact, I think. 
It may be helpful to imagine what it would have been like if maybe the first Christmas had played out in 2013. I'm going to show you a little clip of how that might look. Are we ready to open our eyes to the truth this Christmas? We will celebrate the start of God's universal rescue plan for humanity. Just like the best gifts, and in that picture we saw for Where's Christmas at the beginning, just like the best gifts, Jesus is given totally free and unconditionally. No wonder in those pictures is identified as the best gift this Christmas. So, where's Christmas? Where are you? Where next? Well, if you wanted to find out more about what that means, about where are you in relationship to God, then signposts help. Here's a signpost. You've got these, I believe, they're around. Um, If you're interested in finding out a bit more about what this all means, you want to chat to someone, then there's a couple of options. On the back of here, we've got three options that are available to you for the new year. One is an opportunity just to have a chat over coffee with a member of the church staff. They can talk to you a bit about why it is that God is searching for us and why sometimes it can be that we're actually hiding from him. An opportunity to spend an evening with a couple of other people, just a one-off evening, finding out about faith and what that means. And if you're looking maybe for more in-depth conversations over a longer period of time, the church is going to be running another Christianity Explored course in the new year. So hopefully one of those options will be useful to you. Now, I'm finished, and I don't know what happens next. All the children have gone, and so has Angela. (laughs) What does it say we're doing next? It says a closing prayer. Do I hand over to John? No. Say again. One of the children doing a closing prayer. Is it one of the children? I tell you what, why don't I pray briefly while, um, while we're getting ourselves sorted out. Let's pray for what we've been talking about this morning. Lord, we thank you that we can come together in this place and we can hear about your amazing rescue plan for humanity. It is a story which makes sense to the youngest of children, but also to those of us that have been following you for many, many years. And on one level, the story is a real paradox that the God of heaven and earth ultimately powerful, would choose to divest himself of all of those things and become a helpless babe, basically as a refugee, far from home, without even a bed. And that was the start of your plan. Lord, it can never be said that you don't know what it means to be poor. You don't know what it means to be helpless you chose to put yourself in that position. And Lord, as we look towards this time of Christmas as it comes, Lord, we know it's going to be busy. It's going to be uh, fun. There's going to be lots of things going on. Uh, But Lord, I pray that whatever our Christmases are going to be looking like, 
that we are able to remember that you are the subject of this Christmas picture. Help us not to lose sight of that amongst everything that's going on. And Lord, I pray that maybe if we're not fully aware yet of what it means to need you and to be being sought out by you, that Lord, we will take the opportunity this Christmas brings to turn our faces towards you, to turn to a different direction. That's what the word repent means. Actually change direction, face you, and see what amazing gift you give us of eternal life that doesn't start when we die, starts when we accept you into our lives. So Lord, thank you. Thank you for the children. Thank you that we can remember again your amazing gift to us of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.